Sports Radio 1043 The Fan. Every Saturday morning, it's Terry Wickstrom Outdoors. Terry takes you inside the outdoors. You know, hunting, fishing, camping. It's Terry Wickstrom Outdoors. Now, here's Terry. All right, good morning, everybody. I'm not not broadcasting from my palatial studios in Fort Collins today. I am down at the Great American RV Show, and we're going to be here for the entire broadcast. Please come down and say hi. In just a minute, we're going to give you a lot more reasons to come down here than just saying hi to me, although I don't know if there is a better reason, but we'll we'll hope you'll get down here. But we have a lot to cover on today's show. We're going to talk about some kids' fishing events. Where How about an event where kids could catch trout up to 10, 15 pounds? We're going to be talking about that today, and it's going to be free, and they're going to get gifts. We'll talk about that. We're going to talk a little bit about those those shots that you really struggle with when you're out hunting, the folks at Colorado Clays are going to tell us how to concentrate. I have a lot of those shots that I miss, so we'll talk, we'll talk to them. We're going to talk a lot of fishing. The boat ramps are open, but we're going to talk also about RVs, the RV lifestyle. In fact, joining me from the show is Hague Atkinson. Good morning. Good morning, Terry. It's just what a show. Yeah, we are very excited about this. We've been here um, since Tuesday setting up. Tuesday and Wednesday was set up. Brought in over 400, uh, just uh, 470, actually, 470 RVs of all different size shapes. It's the most amount of RV, camper, and products that's been under one roof ever in Colorado, and it was something getting them in here. Well, I'll tell you what. I mean, I'm looking around. There's toy haulers. Yep. There's there's conversion vans. Mm-hmm. Uh, one of my major sponsors, Jack's Outdoor, has the jumping jacks trailers here. They're oh, yeah. on display here. Those are the little portable pop-up type things. Nothing like Grandma's old pop-up oh, yeah, I, camper. There's everything so modernized in the RV world. Well, I tell you what, what's what's new again for these guys is the the invention, the in in, in uh, innovation. The innovation that they've got going on now. And the, the units are now used for multiple purposes. And here we have everything from something like a small pop-up camper that two people can go into to the Class A motorhomes that you can take an entire family across country. Oh, and I want to talk more about what's going on at the show, but let's talk a little bit about some of those changes. You know, there's people who are saying, is the RV style for me? I remember the old camper my dad had back where sure. it leaked. We couldn't go out in the winter, yep. you know, and... That's not the case anymore. Uh, my wife and I have both been RVers at times, and the the innovations, as you said, I mean, first of all, almost everything is year-round anymore. We're seeing people want to recreate year-round. Oh, yeah, and the fun thing about the industry now is it's taking people easily from being, let's say you go out and you, we call it tent camping. I've always kidded that tent camping is the gateway drug to RVing. Okay. Because once you get wet and once you lay on that cold floor or cold outdoors, you know, you, you realize there's another way to do it. And now you've got so many different options. Just to give you an idea, we now have everything from something that, again, two people can go on. And there's also adventure camping. We've got some great products for the people that want to go way off grid. We have ability now to go solar. I mean, you can go off-grid for days, weeks, if you prepare correctly. We actually have seminars on that at the show this weekend. Well, I'm going to go over some of the seminars in a minute, too. But there is but there is so much with solar and with the battery technology yep. we yep. have. And with the heaters and the furnaces and even the efficiency of the propane units. It's just and yep. the insulation for the water and sewer systems. The lighting. 
<laughs> uh, you mentioned you mentioned tent camping. I, I'll share a story. This goes back more years than I'm going to say because I give away how old I am. But you're thirty something, correct? Thirty something plus, but it's close. You look like it. Yeah, yeah I, know. I know. So we were took my kids camping. Our first tent camping. They were little, you know. They were toddlers, and uh, it was one of those rainy, wet days. We all ended up in the back of the pickup truck <laughs> because the the tent was so wet, and there wasn't a camper on the pickup truck. There was just a shell. So we threw the sleeping bags in there. Sure. Yeah, our camping trip ended the next day. But the ability to get off the grid or to just go and be comfortable. And another thing, traveling in an RV, you're not packing and unpacking every time you go on a trip. You actually, it's ready to go. Well, the saying is, <clears throat> when you go on an RV and you're RVing, even with a camper or a pop-up in most trailers and fifth wheels, you've got your hotel with you. You, you don't have to you don't have to go unpack someplace. You don't have to repack the next day. The thing that we hear when we talk to people is not just the, the ability to go someplace, but as a family, it's the memories. It's the ability to create kind of a, a, a family uh, situation that is generational. Um, I can't tell you how many people talk about the fact that they went camping with their grandfather, they went with their grandmother, or they went with their family. And that memory sticks. And so you're creating more than just an experience. You're creating a family and a lifelong memory. And you know, it's even more than that. It's when you get to a lot of these RV places, if you're doing it in a communal place, there is a community. Yes. There's yes, people. Absolutely. You become part of these. And you sit around a campfire together. You you have a, an adult beverage. Sure. Or you maybe you're going fishing or hiking and you talk about it. But all these people, and you share tips on yes. RVing. And it's just, it becomes a lifestyle. Well, and we have a, a new exhibitor here who's, who's now new in the country. And it's called Hunt Post is one of their um, social media platforms. And another one called We and RV, they're here as well. They're creating almost an Amazon and social media platform for people to share their experiences. There's marketplace for them. That hasn't been done before. And you can go to these particular platforms, and there's more out there, but you get education. You get a chance to be fed. Like, when was the last great place over in Arizona that you went to? What was that last place next to maybe uh, somewhere uh, Puget Sound? That you went to and people share these ideas and that community kind of feeds off of each other where they say well we just went here for a week oh my god it was great or we just went here stay away from this it's too hot they they really help the new rver and the rver that's even a consummate rver get to where they want to go in, in a great way now we've talked a little bit about the innovations but today's the last day of the show so and I'm very sad about that. Yeah, unfortunately. But so people want to, we're going to talk about some of the deals. We're going to talk about some of the seminars. But if you want to take advantage and really see what's going on here, largest number of RVs under one roof in Colorado history, you need to come down today. What are the hours? Uh, we're, we are 9 until 6 today. Uh, we have, obviously, all day long to be here. It's going to be a beautiful day. Plenty of parking around the um, Colorado Convention Center down here. Easy to get to. We actually have a shuttle running back and forth from the entrance on the inside of the building. If you if you need a little help, you know, getting back and forth. And uh, a lot of kids' activities down here, too. We've got some things specifically designed for kids. There's some golf carts. I'm sorry, go-karts. Other, other things that are fun for kids to be able to play with. It, it's really a family affair. And now when I walk in, I can see people are coming in the door. Um, it, it, you're going to see 
RVs of every make, model, style, and size. And, and they're on. And there's a lot of them. I know we'll talk about this. A lot of them are on sale this weekend only. Uh, one of the things we've created for the dealers here is something called the Real Deal with the Real Dealers. And uh, you can see this online. Actually, if you want more information, our website is greatamericanrv.show. And we've got things that are for sale this weekend only that have been brought specially for the show. You can save 35% on a, on a brand new unit uh, down here this weekend. So it's another reason to come. Well, it really is. And then in addition to the fact there's, you said there's pop-ups, there's the lightweight, you know, there's lightweight RVs now that people don't think they can get an RV. They don't think they can tow it. But some of these lightweight RVs, you can tow with a very small SUV, just get the right trailer on it. There's, they're so light that it doesn't take much to tow them. So don't think you don't have a tow vehicle <laughs> and get down here. But then there's other booths, other people. I'm looking right across from where I'm broadcasting, and there's there's a power place that talks about, I'm sure there are batteries and power. Right. And then across here, there's accessories and uh, bedding and, and bedding and all and all through, I'm sure throughout the show I haven't had a chance to really walk. Oh yeah, we've yet. got we've got everything from hitches and power to um, outdoor sleeping apparatus to um, um, games that you can play while you're outdoors. If, if you want to go outside, I mean, we've got somebody here that has catamarans uh, that that, that uh, deflate. That you can then put in the back of the RV, and when you get to the lake, you inflate them. All of a sudden, you've got a catamaran that you can play, catamaran for two. You've got all kinds of different things. Solar power is a big thing, what we're doing. You've got solar power. You've got specialty tables. Uh, Pecos Outdoor is here from Austin, Texas, and they've got a specialty table that you can take out. You can make it into anything you want. You can use it in sections, use it for camping, use it for woodworking. Innovation, again, is the big key to the RV industry right now. Well, it's tremendous. And as you mentioned, the seminars, you know, because there's been so much innovation, going to these seminars will just increase your your enjoyment of the RV experience. I'm looking at uh, today at 3.30, we got electrical, what you should know before you go. Solar at 2 p.m. today and a training academy. It's just by the RV Training Academy. Those are the people, right? Yeah, this is the National RV Training Academy that's here for the first time in Denver. And they're, they're a national organization. Uh, they've got a great following, <clears throat> almost 50,000 people on their YouTube channel. And these guys came in, Tony and Todd came in, to help educate the, the either consummate RVer or the newbie uh, how to do things. And even supplementing your income while you're on the road, being, you know, somebody that may take somebody on a tour on their RV when they're out there. At 9.30 this morning, if you hurry down here, supplement your income on the road. And, you know, that's another thing of the RV lifestyle. We've got so many people working remote now mm-hmm. that they can go on the road. And most places, there's some type of Wi-Fi available. Yes. and Or you can buy Wi-Fi units. And now you can be working, but you're done at 3 in the afternoon and you're not... At home, you're out in nature, out in the RV community. And meanwhile, the kids have been swimming or hiking and mm-hmm. all those kind of things. So it, it's really tremendous. And then I noticed at 4 o'clock today, choosing the right trailer hitch. Talked about the lightweight RVs that are available. Well, and, and the guy that's doing this is Harold Kiefer, who owns two locations here in the Denver area. Shameless plug here for Harold. But um, he also has a company called Hitch Corner. And this is one of those small things, and you hear people talk about all the time, the funny stories about, and they're not funny sometimes, about how the hitch didn't fit, how they were going down the road, all of a sudden look back and their camper's not there. 
And these are important things that you have to know. It takes a little that bit of knowledge. Your day. That could be a bad day. And sometimes it just takes these small little seminars to remind you of the way that you do things to make it enjoyable and make it safe for everybody. It's an easy process. just takes a little bit of time to learn it. All right. Tell us again before we run out of time here about the deals that are available and the hours of the show. Sure. Uh, we've got, uh, well, again, we've got 20 dealers here. Everyone has some deals. We've got about 12 different dealers that have uh, offered what's called the real deal. And this is a manufacturer retail price that's been brought down by 35%, 20 25 35% available this weekend only. We've got people, uh, Century RV, Trailer World, a couple of the van companies, Van Smith, Van Van Works. Oh, and we've got great Class Bs. These are the vans that have been custom-made and and sometimes tweaked a little bit to be maybe something that you necessarily wanted. Maybe you've said this before. Maybe you wanted a desk to fold out for it. These guys can do it. That's the other thing. Customization of these products has never been more readily available. So we've got these real deals down here for the weekend from multiple dealers. We've got great activity on the show floor. I think we sold already somewhere between two and 300 units this weekend. And that means that there's deals down here that we can can be had that can't be had during the week. All right. Once again, 9 to 6 today. We're open now. Be here till 6. I'll be broadcasting here till 11. Please come by and say hi to me. And, you know, I, I, get down here early because there's a lot to see. Don't show up at 5 o'clock because you'll you'll be disappointed that you didn't have more time. Well, one of the things we t- say is we've got almost seven football fields worth of product to see down here. So bring comfortable shoes. Yeah, and it's going to be a great day. You know, come down, then go out to dinner at downtown denver walk around and just make it a great day out but please come down to the show hey thank you so much for joining me terry thank you so much for having us it's great to have you here and we look forward to seeing your your friends and your uh, listeners come on down all right thank you so much we're gonna move on from uh some other topics here but i will be broadcasting live all day not all day, live the whole show, 9 to 11. And I'm going to hang around for a while and maybe walk the floor and talk to some people. So come and say hi. We're going to take a quick time out. When we come back, we're going to talk to Colorado State Parks. And, you know, they offer a lot of places to camp. But this, this day, we're going to talk about a boat ramp opening on Terry Wickstrom Outdoors on 104.3 The Fan. You're listening to Terry Wickstrom Outdoors broadcasting live from the Great American RV Show down at the Colorado Convention Center. I will be broadcasting here till 11. I'll probably stick around for a while and walk the floor. Come on down and say hi. There is so much to do here. There is hundreds of RVs of all shapes and sizes, seminars. Uh, it's the most RVs under one roof in the history of Colorado. And we're going to be, and they're going to be here till 6 o'clock today is the last day. So go to um, greatamericanrv.show for more information. Let's go to the phones now. And joining us from Bar Lake is Michelle Siebert. Good morning, Michelle. Good morning, Terry. How are you today? I'm doing great. And you know, a sunny day with your boat ramp opening, I know that there's if there's any reason to go to Bar Lake today, it's going to be to see the smile and enthusiasm you have. Oh, well, thanks, Terry. Yeah, we have a, a great day lined up. Um, we also have our Easter egg hunt for kids that starts at 10 o'clock. So we opened up our boat ramp at 5 a.m. and we're here and going to be a great day to be outside. So let's talk a little bit about the lake and everything there, and we'll get into your activities. What um, 
what what are the conditions like? You know, Bar Lake is a uh, an irrigation reservoir, so the water fluctuates during the year. How's your water level, and what's going on there? Yeah, so we are about um, three quarters full. We went down to conservation level, which is 400 surface acres last year. But you know, our water levels are looking good this year. Um, we've already been stocked with trout, so people have been shore fishing the last um, few weeks. But we have two boats that have already been out. And it's going to be a great year here at Bar Lake. Yeah, it certainly will be. It's uh, it's going to be a beautiful day. And, you know, we've had one of the top 15 coldest winters in Colorado history. We had a lot of ice this year, a lot of snow on the ground, days with snow on the ground. And I think people are ready to get out and enjoy the parks and the boat ramps. Of course, they'll go to nice places instead of Bar Lake, right? Oh, yeah, now, now. Bar Lake is the best. I know. You have a lot going on there. You really do. You know, one of the draws, we'll talk about the fishing in a minute, but one of the big draws there are the raptors. In fact, you have a raptor run coming up, but you also have the eagles nesting. Tell us a little bit about those things. Right. So um, Bar Lake has had a nesting pair of bald eagles since 1986. We've had 61 eaglets fledged from Bar Lake, and we do have an active nest this year. It's in the southwest corner of the lake, and the, we should actually have eaglets any day now, so that's very exciting. The whole southern end is a wildlife refuge, and what's important about that is that there are certain rules for the refuge. You can't have your dog in there. You can't um, fish or boat on the northern part of the lake, but you can do all of that other stuff. on the on, You can't do that on the southern part. On the northern part, you can fish and have your dog, but, you know, we're really known for our birding here at Bar Lake. We're kind of the bed and breakfast for birds. No, it really is. I mean, the the hiking, the, you know, what we did a thing on wildlife watching just last week, and it's becoming so, such a prominent activity. A lot of people just want to get out, and I really, all kidding aside, there isn't a better place. And then you have a lot of other things to draw people in, like your archery ranges. Yeah, we do. So we have a standing range that's from 10 to 100 yards, and we just opened up on March 1st, our three-day range again for the season. We have lots of new... Lots of new targets, um, and it's open year-round now. And your 3D range, I'm a big believer in 3D archery. I think it prepares you for hunting. I mean, the stand-up, the standard ranges, static ranges are so good just to get your basics and your understanding down, but they don't put you necessarily in that hunting feel of a position or mode where the 3D ranges do, and it's just a great way to improve your skills. The fishing, you said you were stocked. They put more than a couple trout in, I'll bet. You know, we got 7,600 trout. And with the water rising and still cool, uh, your boat ramp is open, but a lot of those are going to be available for shore fishing. This is a great time of the year to shore fish. It is. You know, bring out the family. You can go on a nature hike, stop by your nature center, and, and do a little fishing. Yeah, you're absolutely right. It's just a great place. I do have one question about the fishing, though. Yeah. Are you really going to let Jr. continue to fish there? Because he makes up so many stories. <laughs> you know, Jr. he catches some pretty big fish out of here. He does. Some of the pictures of the wipers and walleyes he catches there. He And, it, you know, he's not listening right now because he's working. He'll be on the show later with Colorado Clays. But he's a pretty good angler and not a bad guy. But don't tell, ever tell him I said that. Okay. Because he has, he has his event coming up in first part of June, I believe, his, his casting clays. 
And yes, and they yeah, do the, the fish, then they do the fishing part at Bar Lake, and they do do a shooting at Colorado Clays. That'd be something people who like to fish and shoot should go to Colorado Clays website and take a look at that. In the meantime, you've got a lot of stuff coming up at the park too. Tell me about it. So um, next Saturday, April eighth, we have our Raptor Run, and that's a, bet, a run fundraiser for the Friends of Bar Lake and the Friends of Bar Lake. They are a nonprofit that supports all our education, recreation, and volunteer opportunities here at Bar Lake. So it's really fun. It's a 5K. You can go to our Facebook page or our main CPW website under Bar Lake to find out about that. And then on April 22nd, we have an Earth Day Kite Festival, and we're super excited about it. It's going to be bigger and better this year. Lottery is helping us sponsor. They're going to have a bunch of giveaways from the lottery. Great Outdoors Colorado, and free kites for the kids. I also understand you have a ladies fly fishing clinic coming up. We do. On April 18th, we do have a ladies fly fishing. And what's really going to be great is that we're starting out on the 18th. We're going to do kind of a fly fishing 101. And then the second half of that is going to be on May 5th at night. And then the ladies are going to actually be able to fish and try fly fishing here at Bar Lake. So it's kind of a two-part. But the first one is April 18th, and it's on our website and our Facebook page. And other things, you you got you have yoga classes out there. You have what's called mindful walks. You have a fitness boot camp. Are all those activities on? What's the best way, Facebook or the website? You know, they're, they're all on either way. So some people don't do Facebook. You can go to our website. Um, so either way, they're all listed there. And, you know, it's just a, a great opportunity. We, we offer a lot of different programs to just get outside and enjoy being outside. Well, the one thing on this 5K Raptor run, so if an old guy like me showed up, can I make it a Raptor walk? You can make it a Raptor walk. There's no running involved. You can walk or run. Okay. And that's, that's, that's coming up next weekend. Is that right? Yeah. April 8th is our Raptor run. And there's just so much to see out of Bar Lake. And now the boat ramps are open, the water's filling, people are, are anxious to get out. Michelle, Bar Lake, is, we didn't tell people, how close are you to the Metro Denver? So we forgot. So we're just 25 minutes east of Denver. We're right off of I-76 in Bromley Lane in Brighton, Colorado. Right, and if you take uh, Tower Road north, you run into the lake virtually. You do. And- and yeah, it's you do. Not, it's not that far. It's easy to get up there. I've even been there and enjoyed the park, so I can't give you any guff about it. No, <laughs> it's a great place, Michelle. Thank you for joining us. You're welcome. You have a wonderful day. You bet. That's uh, Michelle Siebert from Colorado Bar Lake State Park. And we're going to be talking more fishing later on uh, in the second hour. We're going to have Nate Zielinski and Brad Peterson on. We're going to talk about boat ramps, conditions, walleye fishing, getting a lot of requests for more information. The walleye fishing is great. And by the way, the boat ramps on almost all the front range lakes are open. There's a few exceptions, so you want to check before you go. But there's just lots of opportunity. I know things are built up. And another thing over the next week or two, we'll touch on a lot of shore fishing because a lot of people... All year long, they ask us, why don't we talk more shore fishing? Well, spring is one of the times of the year when the fish are so accessible from shore. The, the trout are trying to spawn. They're usually in a false spawn, so they're by the shore. The stock trout, the water's still cold. They stay close to shore. The walleyes are coming in shallow to spawn, so a lot of times the shore anglers have even better access than the boat anglers. So the, this is the time of the year to really get out 
and do that shore angling. And we're going to talk more about that during the course of the day today. Uh, we're also going to we're also going to talk when we get into the second hour uh, with J.R. Pierce from Colorado Clays. I kind of ripped on him a little bit, but he's a he's a great friend. We're going to talk about that one shot that's your nemesis, that one that always gets you. And when it comes to sporting clays, mine's that rabbit that goes along the ground. I hate that rabbit. But JR is going to talk about how we can work on those shots, how Colorado clays can specialize some activities so we can address whether it's that that's shooting your rifle from a certain position or your handgun. Or maybe it's that certain shotgun shot going away, a crossing, a rabbit that you just need to work on. He's going to give us a lot of hints on how to work with that so we're going to take a time out we're broadcasting live from the great american rv show down here at the denver colorado convention center go to great american rv show dot show great american rv dot show and then come down and join us down here and say hi on terry wickstrom outdoors and 104.3 the fan You're listening to Terry Wickstrom Outdoors on 104.3 The Fan. We are broadcasting live from the Great American RV Show down at the Convention Center. And I think somebody called in and said, is this Terry's last show? And I said, no, it's the last day of the RV show today because there are Thursday, Friday, and Saturday. You're not getting rid of me that easy. So I'll be around unless... Unless the station knows something, I don't know. Brian, he's just shaking his head. So I think I'll be back next week. Didn't mean it to sound like it was my last show. Last day of the RV show today. So you have to get down here. There are so many deals, so much going on. I mean, there's over 400 RVs, 20 dealers, the most RVs under one roof in the history of Colorado. Let's go to the phones. And joining us from Colorado Parks and Wildlife is uh, Kara Van Hoos. Good morning, Kara. Morning, Terry. Isn't it a beautiful day out? Oh, my gosh. Yeah, when's the last time you were outside? It's just gorgeous. Oh, I know. And I, I just, you know what? I was talking to um, Michelle from Bar Lake just before you, and we were talking about this is in the top 15 coldest winters in Colorado history on the Front Range. And we've had mm-hmm. so many days with snow on the ground, and we haven't got hardly any of those 60, 70-degree days we normally get. So people have so much cabin fever, and they're so just pent-up demand to get to the water, to get out in nature, to walk the trails, and to get their boats out. And you've got some pretty good news for people on the Front Range, don't you? Yeah, absolutely. It's not an April Fool's joke, but boat ramps are open. Cherry Creek, Chatfield, Boyd Lake, Jackson Lake. You know, it's, it's time to get out on the water. You said something like on the front range, 98% of the boat ramps or something are open. There may be a, a couple exceptions. I, I know we're going to talk later on the show about some non-state park boat ramps like Horsetooth and Carter and make sure they're available. But you just mm-hmm. mentioned some of the best fishing lakes. Now, the water's cold, and we're going to talk about that from a safety issue right now. But just to get out, if you're just a boater who wants to run their boat. But, boy, if you want to get out fishing... Uh, there's no better time, really. The walleye fishing has been fantastic, and there's just some pent-up demand. I would expect a lot of people to get out and start using these boat ramps. Now, the hours can vary at some of the some of the ramps, and not all the ramps are open. Is the best way for people maybe to go to Facebook or the website? What's the best way for people to check that before they go? The best way for people to check that would be going to the park-specific website through CPW, 
though each park does have its own operating hours. It's generally from 6 or 7 a.m. until maybe 6 p.m. at night um, to follow when the sun is up. You can also give a call over to the park office, and they can let you know their hours for that day. Yeah, and, you know, this time of the year, a couple things I want to talk about. One is getting boats ready, and the other is safety with this cold weather. And I'll take a minute because I've... I'm not always the perfect person with this either, but folks, if you're taking your boat out, hook it up to a, um, a earmuff type situation or a, a hose, run the motor, make sure it starts, check your batteries, make sure your batteries are ready to go, um, and make sure you have all your safety gear. I mean, Kara, you know as well as I do, the first time out, it's so easy not to bring something that you're required to have, Right. Yeah, of course. Um, you should make sure that your boat has its registration sticker or at least proof of registration on board. Uh, you should have one of those throwable personal flotation devices, you know, the square ones for um, your boat if it's 16 feet or longer. You may think you might not need a fire extinguisher, but you definitely do because who plans on actually having a fire, right? So you should have one in case of emergency and, of course, have a life jacket for everyone who's going to be on board. And, you know, the fire extinguisher rules just changed recently. And now you have to look at the code on the bottom of them. If they're over 10 years, even if they say fully charged, they're not acceptable. I know that because I had to change out the one on my boat just last year because of that. So people want to do that. But I know another thing you wanted to talk about today was uh, the cold water and how dangerous it can be. We want to get people up. We want them to do it safely. Last year was not a good year for water incidents in Colorado, was it? No, no. Last year, unfortunately, was a pretty tragic year on the water for us. And, you know, we don't want to see the same thing happen this year. So it, it's deceiving when you get out on the water. It's a beautiful day like today. But water is still maybe mid to high 40 degrees, you know, and you never want to go in the water if you're not planning to but certainly not at this time of year no and i don't know if i used to do some search and rescue and teach survival classes and the only way you're going to make it really in this kind of weather is if you're wearing a, a personal flotation device a, a life jacket um, when you first hit this cold water there's this gasp as your body shocks and hopefully you don't inhale a lot of water because if you do it's pretty much over then but if you don't inhale that water when you come to the surface, you only have a matter of minutes before your body tightens up from hypothermia and the cold water. And people think they can swim to their boat, but if they're alone, typically that boat just keeps drifting away. Your momentum pushes it you one way and then the other, and it's almost impossible. And even when you get to the boat, it's almost impossible to get back on it. So it can be very difficult. You know, one of the tips, Kara, that I give people is you should never boat alone this time of the year. And the person that's with you needs to be able to operate the boat. Yes, absolutely. Um, I think boating is always better with other people around. It's just a more enjoyable experience, but certainly make sure everyone who's on board knows the rules, knows safety precautions and procedures that they should be taking. I know. And just, I think there's so much pent up demand that people want to get on the water. Um, and of course, people be aware that if you don't have a, a seal on your boat, they're going to be doing your ANS inspections. And because we have an infected water in Colorado, I think the emphasis will be greater than ever, but for good reasons, right? Yes, of course. Yeah, those little zebra mussels and those quagga mussels, those little suckers, we want to prevent them from getting into more waters and spreading into 
more places where we haven't seen them before. So certainly um, take a few minutes when you get to the park, stop at the ANS inspection shed and plan on making that part of your day. Yeah, and, you know, it doesn't take long. And once you get done the first time, if you get inspected again when you leave the water, they'll put a seal on your boat. And it's really a painless process. We've all been going through it for years now. And it works, and it doesn't delay you that much. And my biggest fear is we've seen states where the zebra mussels and quagga mussels have got out of hand. And we've actually seen waters close because the water in Colorado that we tend to recreate on isn't owned by parks and wildlife. It's owned by water providers, and they're not going to take a chance on getting their equipment all clogged up with those mussels. No, and, and they shouldn't. I mean, these are an invasive species, so we want to do what we can to keep the waters clean and keep them open for everybody. So, Kara, we're running out of time. Any last-minute comments you want to make? Just go out and have fun, but be careful. Yeah, definitely make sure any children who are on board your boat under 13 are wearing a life jacket at all times. That's the rule. And I'd say have fun out there, but don't get a BUI or BWI. Those are just embarrassing, and you're just going to be the butt of many jokes among your friend group. Yeah, that's... uh that's always a topic we cover as we get into the air. Kara, thanks for joining us. We look forward to having you on the show more often. Great. Thanks, Terry. Have fun at the RV show. You bet. Karen Van Hoosen. We are broadcasting live from the Great American RV Show. In fact, if you want more information, go to greatamericanrv.show. But today's the last day of this of the RV show. I don't want to say this show because last time somebody thought it was me and I was quitting, but they'll have to drag the mic out of my hand. You know, Brian, I said one day that if I know it's my last day, I'm going to lock the studio door and go off. They're going to have to shut the station down and get me off the air. I shouldn't say that. They're bosses are probably listening they won't let me in the studio so we'll see how that goes anyway we're having a great time i'm going to hang around and look at some of the rvs after i'm done broadcasting there are more rvs under one roof than at any other time in the history of colorado uh come on down to the convention center say hi and look around we'll take a time out we come back we're going to talk about a kids fishing event where kids have a chance to catch maybe a trophy fish and maybe a bigger fish than even you have ever caught in your life on Terry Wickstrom Outdoors presented by Jack's Outdoor Outdoor Gear by the way Jack's is down here with their jumping jack trailers on 1043 the fan you're listening to Terry Wickstrom Outdoors on 1043 the fan we are broadcasting live from the Great American RV show down at the Colorado Convention Center there are the most RVs ever under one roof in Colorado here. The show, uh, the show goes till 6 o'clock today. There's some tremendous deals, and it's just a fun place to come around and look and kick the tires. Some of what they've done to these RVs is just amazing. And speaking of amazing, let's go to the phones. And joining us from Tomkey Farms, Fish Farms, is Tracy Tomkey. Good morning, Tracy. Good morning, Terry. It's a, a beautiful day out here. Is it out where you are? Uh. I don't want to say the W word, but for the moment, it's pretty pretty calm. All right. Yeah, we, have, we never want to say that. But, you know, Tracy, we're going to talk about what you have and what you've done and uh, an event you have coming up for kids. But before we even get into the upcoming event, I want to say thank you for what you've done for youth in the outdoors over the last several years, the number of kids you've brought through there. How many kids have come to your facility on your youth fishing day and have left with gear? Uh, I think the record was 623 over a three-day weekend. 
Um, a year ago, we got hit with 80-mile-an-hour winds for three days, and our attendance was down, but the kids were still there. No matter the weather conditions, we cannot cancel. Uh, it doesn't matter if it's snow, rain, uh, dust, natos, whatever, because, uh, for example, last spring, we had people come all the way from as far as Arkansas. So when you have an event, you schedule it, and you, you put it down on paper, and you put it on the web, you don't cancel. How many years have you been doing this? Oh, well, I built the lakes, uh, started in 2007, and my wife, Sabrina, she's here. She set up Take a Kid Fishing Days for the first time in 2010. 11, yeah. Oh, 2011, sorry. And so... 11, 12, 12 years. This is the 12th year. So there's been th thousands of kids that have got. Oh, oh gosh, yes. <laughs> and Sabrina gives them all a gift. You know, they all get fishing poles. They get tackle boxes. They get gear. Um, we do this twice a year. We do it in April and October. And it's always three days, a Friday, Saturday, Sunday from 11 to 6. And we do three days because where we live in Weldon Valley, they are on a four-day school um, schedule. So their Fridays are off. So we open the tournament on Friday for our hometown of Weldona, Colorado, and whoever else wants to come. But there's always three days to pick and choose from if you live far away. Let's talk a little bit about the event and how unique it is. You know, there's lots of great kids fishing events out there. We talk about them all the time. I'm evangelistic about getting youth into the outdoors. I think it brings a value system, and uh, it's just it's just good for the for everybody. It it just creates memories and bonding and does more for our culture than people imagine. And a lot of these, though, they're held at parks and ponds and lakes throughout Colorado and Parks and Wildlife comes out and puts a bunch of stalker trout in and the kids have a great time they get some gear they learn about fishing but boy that's not the experience they get at yours is it well we focus on this is a trophy fish fishery we raise 44 species of trophy fish we raise 12 species of trout char or salmon and when the kids come for these events, we have a dedicated lake where we bring in trophy Donaldson steelhead. They're a cultured steelhead from Pleasant Valley Fisheries in Nebraska, McCook, Nebraska. And our growers grow these fish three years to get them to a what they call a trophy status or heavy weights, good length. And they reserve a certain number of fish for our events uh, twice a year. And we put them in a dedicated lake that only the kids can fish for the tournament. And it's a controlled, um, it's a controlled situation where we have grass carp that keep the lake manicured. You'll never see moss. You'll never see algae. You'll never see debris. And we have uh, the banks of the event all the way around the lake manicured so the kids can walk right up to the edge. It doesn't matter where they are positioned on the lake. It's equal chances for all. It's a 7.5 acre lake and they can fish all the way around it. Um, the parents are involved in this too because it's kids 14 and under 
And we actually had a one-year-old boy win this tournament once. And the way that works is parents can cast the line for them. They can bait the hook for them. They can help the child reel in a big fish. You know, you get a small kid and you put a 30-inch steelhead out there that has 12, 15 pounds on it. That's going to pull the kid in. So the parents can help. But the rule is, at least our rule is, the child must be holding the fishing pole when the fish bites, and then the parents can take over. And that's how this one-year-old boy was able to win this tournament one year. Now, tell people the size. You talked about a, a 30-inch uh, steelhead, but what, you know, everybody, you, fishing is still fishing. You can never guarantee it, but what size fish are kids liable to catch? Well, they can go to, Sabrina has all this on our website of every event that we have done for the past years, all the way back to 2011. And you, all you have to do is click on the event photos for any event, and you'll see kids holding fish that are just enormous. I mean, we've had records, and it's, I don't want to try to talk weights and stuff because, um, I probably won't be able to remember exactly, but if you go to the photos, you'll see the child holding the fish, standing next to a leaderboard with that child's name and the fish weight on it. Sabrina sets all this up at the at the event, and it's there forever. The memories are there. That child will be holding that fish. Whatever the weights are and length is on the leaderboard over their right shoulder, and those photos are there. Anybody can look at it. Now, the event is, give us the dates of the event again. Okay, the next one that's coming up is April 28th, 29th, 30th, Friday, Saturday, Sunday, 11 a.m. to 6 p.m. Registration for these events will start April 7th. Okay, so that's this coming Friday. And, right. And you're gonna, we'll get the website from you, and I will also put a post on my uh Facebook page, Terry Wicksham Outdoors, with the contact information. And now, it, it's a tournament, and I want to get to some of the prizes, but no kid is going to leave empty-handed, are they? No. It's, if and Sabrina set this up in the very beginning. You know, fishing is fishing. If those fish in that lake have a, um, what I call a bad fish attitude. Let's say a pressure system comes in or something and turns them off, and they're not even they're not even picking flies off the surface or nothing. And if say a kid fishes 11 a.m. till 6 p.m. and doesn't even get a bite, before they leave, they come up to the booth and Sabrina hands them brand new fishing pole, tackle boxes, tackle. A professional photographer takes their picture. Uh, with all the sponsors behind them. And I probably should just turn this over to Sabrina now because she created this event. I'm going to turn it over to her. Good morning, Sabrina. Hi, how are you? I'm doing great. So when these kids come, they're going to fish. They only they don't have to fish all three days, right? They, all, they just have to come and fish for a while during the three days. Correct, correct. Uh, parents can choose what day works for them. They can come one day. They can come every day. Um, they can stay as long as they are able to, um, whether it's one hour, two hours, or the whole day. We have parents that bring their kids all three days and stay the entire time, um, but that's not required. I mean, they can come fish, and when their kids are done fishing, they can head home. And 
the one thing I want to make sure people know, even though you're going to gift them a lot of gear, that happens at the end. So they have to bring their own gear to actually do the fishing, right? That is correct. They're, they're responsible to bring their own gear to fish the tournament. And then when they leave, each, each kid that attends gets a prize just for attending. Now, now how, can one parent bring more than one child or do you need a parent per child? No, no. It's up to the parents what they are able to manage. I've had parents bring four kids by themselves, and I have complete sympathy for them, but they're able <laughs> to do it. So it's whatever they're able to manage, we let them do. So Now let's tell people what can they win in addition to free gifts. Oh. Okay, so each kid that um, attends get a prize just for attending, and it's fish-related, whether it's a tackle box or a fishing pole or gear. Um, but the top three weigh-ins at the end of the weekend get an additional grand prize package of two to $300 worth of fishing gear, which includes tackle boxes, tents, fishing gear, fishing poles, nets, you name it. It's just a whole gamut of stuff that the top three weigh-ins at the end of the weekend get the additional grand prize for. And we track that throughout the weekend. So whenever fish are caught, we have tons of volunteers that help us with this. They run around the lake with the calibrated scales for the event. And if a kid gets on that leaderboard on Friday and is still there on Sunday at 6 p.m., they will get an additional grand prize package. All right. Once again, how do you register? How do you how do you take take part in this? Okay, registration will open um, on the 7th of April, and it will probably be in the evening. And then they go to TomkeyFishFarms.com, and they click on the uh, Take a Kid Fishing Days tab, and there's a registration link there. There will also be a registration link right on the homepage of our website. So when they get to TomkeyFishFarms.com, um, they'll be able to see that registration link on link on the front page also. All right. We are out of time, but I will post that information, and I'll make sure we mention it over the next few weeks so we get as, the great number of kids to take advantage of this. Thank you guys for what you do for the kids. This is so fantastic. Thank you so much. Appreciate the outcome. Um, All right. Radio show. All right. We'll let you go. All right. We're going to take a quick time out. When we come back, Nate Zielinski is going to join us, and I'll bet he'll tell us about catching some big fish, too, right here on Terry Wickstrom Outdoors, broadcasting live from the Great American RV Show at the Colorado Convention Center on 104.3 The Fan.